0: Good morning, evening, afternoon, nighttime, supper, whatever other day, like times of day there are for terms of readings. How is everybody doing? It is your boy Stephen again back after another fairly long hiatus with another episode of my podcast. Um, If you've been with me um, from episode one all the way to now, I really appreciate it. If you ever decided to just listen in on, you know, catch the train whenever you felt like it, hey man, like, all I'm trying to say is whether you're new or old, or maybe this is your first episode here, you know, like, I'm welcome, like, I'm glad to have you, welcome, hope you stick around, hope you like to hear, like, hope you like to hear what I have to say. I'm going to tend to, to ramble, if I start getting passionate, you'll definitely hear the emotion of my voice, I start getting more, um, realistic, I guess, or more real about the subject, whatever it is that I want to just uh, portray, whatever message I want to convey to other people, or just really speak out, even if it's just something from just me to kind of um, get it out of my system. Um, last episode was April 10th. That marked an um, entire year that I've done this. A lot has happened since that, ep- that last episode. Um, what is it? It's September, so August june july may like five months i say five five six months like five five six ish months a lot has happened at least for me and uh i'm gonna try and fit it all into either one episode or so it's not like a six hour or like three hour ramble session um maybe i'll split it up into two episodes but uh Without further ado, this is gonna be the really long, stupid, funny, kind of interesting intro. I kind of put a little bit of the, a little bit of the summary in there, but uh, I have a, a designated, um, like sub thing, or like the next chapter, I guess, is gonna or the next section is gonna be like the actual summary. So we'll get to that now. Now, after that really stupid intro is now done, um, gets to the summary. Uh, So like I said, a lot has happened to me in my life in the past six months. We'll go ahead and just say half a year, I guess, just to kind of like even it out, I don't know. Um, Good, bad, kind of neutral, something that uh, really kind of opened my mind to maybe new possibilities and some things that made me just want to throw my life away. Uh, I'm going to talk about some kind of some serious things. If you're new here, uh, just be prepared. Um, uh, My old listeners, uh, the people that have been uh, that have listened to me go on about um, like my mental health and things of that nature know that I I tend to get rather, rather dark. Um, It it just I don't like to um, hide anything about myself, about uh, what I feel, what I'm thinking of. I'd rather be as genuine as I can for myself and for everybody else, because I don't want people to think that there's some kind of second face or there's another another motive when I when I talk to you or something like that. I'm trying to be as, as genuinely me as I can. 100%, 100% real, bro, if, if that lightens things up. So um, yes, things will get dark a little um, depressive, even. My older listeners have heard this before. Um, so it's, it's not really like it's anything new for them. But again, just kind of like a, a fair warning, I guess, for my uh, for the new listeners. Uh, it's going to get pretty, pretty serious. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so, yeah, I want to try and squeeze all that into one episode. There's the, the planes going overhead, just... Another throwback for my old listeners. Oh boy. I guess we'll be listening to more of those as this episode goes on. Mm. So I'll start off the next segment with talking about, I guess, like some of the positives that have happened. And then I'll try and like even it out, like maybe the middle way with some of the more depressive and serious things. And then I want to try and end this episode off with some kind of light, or heartfelt message so yeah that's gonna be my plan all well, viewers know i'm not the best at sticking to my own plan because i do tend to ramble because i i do talk a lot especially if it's about something that I, I really want to talk about then yo yeah i'll flip from subject to subject to subject but i try for the most part to stay on topic so okay let's let's go So positives first. Um, I got a new job fairly recently. Um, it is September seventh, uh, as of the time that I am recording this. It is nine forty-eight at nine. No, sorry, nine forty-nine p.m. Um, I have been working at my local uh, Starbucks inside uh, my local uh, mall uh, for San Antonio residents. Uh, it's, it's North Star Mall working there since maybe June 20th was my official first hired day. It has been an experience to say the least. Um, I'm like, this is something that I've, I've never done before. I never thought I would be in this kind of work, fields, industry, business thing, whatever kind of big major words I can try and fit in there to sound more sophisticated. Um, yeah, it's, it, it was very new to me uh yeah you know, i'm for, for for new people um i'm coming from about a year and a half worth of working at uh, my local walmart a year of that was um just like full-on like front-end cash register uh i helped a little bit at customer service desk i helped uh, i was a manager a few days like uh for some points i um uh, i did like cart pushing sorry i was scratching i did uh like i, I push carts you know, so i was i was very active and a very, was uh, very active, like part for my Walmart. I was basically all over the place. I was filling in for different positions and like, like electronics or, or sporting goods. Sometimes I was helping with stocking. Um, and then I spent about a, maybe three, four, five-ish months, um, overnight stocking. A complete dynamic change. Uh, instead of going from like three to midnight, which is what my uh, my cash register job was for about a year i decided to switch up a bit and go to um overnight stocking so my schedule became 10 p.m to 8 in the morning or 7 in the morning it was it was unique to, it, was, it was something else to say the least um it's like a, but yeah i I've, I've talked about that um in my other podcasts in my other episodes so i'm not gonna really venture into that too much It's just kind of like a i guess like a like a, a catch-up i guess for the new people listening but um yeah on to this new job at starbucks starbucks i said starbucks again for the new people um i am retarded <laughs> so <laughs> there's, there's there's just no no other way about it I, i'm not gonna be pc about that because that's how i joke around that's, that's my sense of humor uh yeah pretty pretty stupid and i'm over here trying to make podcasts make myself sound more sophisticated it's, it might work might not you never know um, yeah, uh, working at Starbucks, see, I got it right this time. Ah, uh, where, where to begin? Um, first off, the coworkers are fucking amazing. I mean, I came into this thinking that, honestly, I wasn't really sure what to expect. Uh, my biggest thing was to just try and establish connections, because I'm a very social person. And for me, if I'm going to be in a work environment... I want to actually enjoy the environment that I'm in. Even if I'm just doing barista work, you know, which is cash register and then learning how to make drinks as as my days of training go on. I, I still want to enjoy my time there. You know, I don't want to clock in dreading my entire day and then just just waiting for like God to either kill me or, or speed up time so i can clock out and i can go home just to reg- like j- just to hate doing it again forgot like for for five days a week and then trying to enjoy my days off only to fall asleep or feel unproductive like throughout the day like i, I don't i don't want to i don't want to do that um but the co-workers are amazing my my head manager like like the, the store manager was so fucking cool um before I go any further big shout out I don't know if he's he'll listen to this but one of my one of my like best friends Thomas Thomas Villalobos I, I've known him since uh since high school he really helped me get this job because he knew I was uh, I was going it's a pretty dark places um after I had uh, I lost my job um at Walmart uh, last year around like November December so uh I went a full like six months without employment my mom was like trying to push me into unemployment but i couldn't set aside my pride to let the government actually give my mom and i money that we really needed i know it sounds really bad um as i'm looking into it now like for for foresight but fucked. i I could not let it go I, i normally don't have too much pride but when it comes to like accepting help or asking for it i would rather just starve than ask somebody to to buy me like a sandwich if i'm really hungry i i i I just i don't want to be a burden i'm not going to lie and say that i've gotten better at it but it is something that i think eventually i i do want to get a hold of you know, I want to be able to say, hey, you know what? This person's offering my help. You know, I, I need to, to, to start thinking more about like what what it's, what it's like for them. You know, I, I don't know if they're as casual about it as like me. Like when I go to you like, hey, yeah, like you want some help? Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about paying me back or anything. Like, gosh, like, that's just kind of the person I am. I don't know if they're the same way or maybe it took a lot of like courage for them to just kind of be like, hey, you know, I'm going to set my pride aside and be like, hey, no, I'm going to ask them if they need help instead of just being like, nah, I don't fucking care about it it's it's something that um has only recently uh kind of clicked in my head like wow uh, i'm i should be more um aware i guess or sympathetic maybe when other people ask me for help or request or like are, are trying to help me because i don't know what that means for them i know what it means for me like when i help somebody and I don't let them pay me back or anything like that. It makes me feel good because I know I did it out of the, the kindness of my heart. Like, I know that sounds really cliche and stupid, but I mean, it, it's true. I, I genuinely wanted to help them because I because I wanted to. There's, there's, there's nothing else about it. I'm not trying to gain favor. I'm not trying to gain favoritism. I, I just wanted to help them. So I need... To learn to set my pride aside and let others do that for me, I want—I should be—I should be wanting to let other people feel that—that—that—that that, 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 that warm feeling that I get when I help somebody and I don't let them pay me back or anything. its, it's, it's, it's very selfish of me. But um, there's a rambling. Um, again, yeah, quick shout out to Thomas Villalobos. Uh, I've known him and his family for a few years now. Like I said, since high school, um, and he helped me so much. Like trying, like getting this job, he helped me with the application. He helped me um, learning about like to, to set up an interview with the boss, and even here, like during during shift. I mean, during training, him and the other coworkers that I won't out because I mean I'm not too close with them, and I don't know how they'll feel about it. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's it's. It's been amazing to say the least i i i genuinely enjoy working with practically everybody here I, i've had my my spats you know with, with a few maybe sometimes even the store manager himself but i mean like it's a new environment i'm still trying to adjust they're still trying to adjust to me you know like it's it's it, 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 it feel, like i feel like it's supposed to be a clash you know but Not a a major one per se. Like little little bits and pieces, you know, like as long as they don't go unchecked into where it just becomes like bridled anger and hatred towards the person because nothing is said. Like nothing like, hey, like I didn't like when you did this. I didn't like when you did that, you know, like and trying to not just bury the hatchet and move on, but like actually resolve problems and maybe try and prevent further ones from occurring in the first place, you know? Um, But yeah, the, the work has been. Somewhat similar, and then somewhat not. uh, So for the past two months, I have going on. Well, holy shit! Now we know June, July, August, and then later this month will be three months. Wow! Holy shit! um, Yeah. Uh, half of it was like me being put on register because, like, obviously when you know, when you walk in Starbucks, you have to tell the fucking person what you want, right? So it took me a few weeks to kind of get used to that register because i was still thinking about the layout of walmart's register i mean i had that register down by like at walmart i basically had like the register down by like maybe a week or two so it took around the same time it was just it was different you know instead of looking for different foods or items or barcodes i'm having to search for ingredients toppings coffee um, make sure I have the right proportions make sure I have the right size you know and uh, my manager was also really like my store manager was also really cool with that like hey you know you just let people know like you you're new <laughs> I mean if, if they're not able to, to to pick up on the social cues when you're like when you're stuttering or you keep looking at the register you don't really have that kind of confidence yet because you're not confident in your ability to you know to to efficiently take a, a person's order and you know then I mean then we'll step in and we'll help you as much as we can or you need to step in and be like hey I'm sorry like I'm new just 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 give me a little bit I'm still trying to find it you know just that way just to kind of I guess make everything feel more calm and more more peaceful you know like that way I'm not stressed or, or worried and they're not getting pissed off because they think I'm just fucking retarded <laughs> I can't do my job um, if you know me at all, whether in person or by just me, like listening to me talk, I'm very hard on myself. So I kind of hated my first few weeks of training. I hated, I, I'm also, I'm hard on myself because as much as I really, excuse me, as much as I really hate it, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. It's, it's just instilled in me i've been that way since fucking elementary school so any mistake that i make god does it get to me like my my, my initial re- it's like a it's an inconvenience for me as well as for other people when i make mistakes that that's how i see it so i immediately go to like oh fuck me like just kill me now like i i, I try to learn like how to prevent myself from making those mistakes and trying to like get help to like to to correct it but it still doesn't um, diminish the fact like it still doesn't diminish how hard i am on myself when those things occur and i know it's really stupid you know because mistakes happen all the time i'm a person i'm a human i'm going to make mistakes every day the rest of my life (laughs) you know so I should really learn to be okay with it, but as of right now, I'm not, uh, and I guess that's another thing that I need to start working on. So that's two things for me, um, learning to set aside my pride to request and accept help, as well as letting other people request and accept. And then the second one would be to be okay with making my mistakes. <laughs> um, I will, I will say this though, uh, the training I felt was very inefficient and maybe that, and that's just my personal opinion because I was on register the majority of the time for, like I said, for the the two weeks that I was training, they had me on the bar, uh, learning how to make some of the more popular drinks. And mind you, I had to go through like maybe two to three days of like, I, I call them CBLs, because that's what they were called at um, at Walmart. They're basically just like online videos that you have to watch for, for training. Uh, and they were going over like the history of Starbucks, how uh, before it was that. It was called Pike Roast or Pike Place. Interesting fact there. Um, like the different espresso beans, different gradients, different uh, filters, like it was, it was a lot of shit. <laughs> Again, that I was I was not prepared for at all because I am not accustomed to food making or like that kind of service industry at all. So it was it was just very like it was it was brand new for me. I've said that God knows how many times. I I promise you I will find other words. I will increase and better my vocabulary. <laughs> I'm trying, but yeah. So, um, back to what I was saying about bar, uh, I was on there for maybe like a day or two. And then after that, going home with only about like a day or two's worth of, of like experience and, but when I mean like a day or two, I mean like there was one or two days during like that first week of training where they had me on bar for like maybe 30 minutes and I wasn't by myself. I was either shadowing the other people or one of the supervisors um, was pulled aside, like they pulled me aside and they kind of just showed while we, while we were slow and dead, you know, like they kind of pulled me aside to show me like what the machines do, kind of like what some of the how to make some of the drinks, the differences between the hot drinks and the cold drinks and how that affects just the procedure of creating these drinks for people, as well as um, the flow of how like sequencing should work when making multiple drinks you know it it was it was a lot to process for sure but I I opened myself up to this unfamiliar experience there we go see I'm getting better and I went home thinking that okay so it's gonna be me on register some days me on bar some days I was okay with that because i I knew i was going to be making mistakes on both ends of the of the the spectrum but i'm having more like more i'm going to have a lot of um practice and experience so more mistakes will come from the repetition and the repetition as well as just kind of getting the hang of it will help me to correct those mistakes as well as prevent them it's where I can actually efficiently take somebody's order and just basically do my job. Which is, I mean, that's, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm getting paid for. However, um, I was stuck on register the majority of the training. And I mean, like after that, one or th- those one or two days that they had me on bar, again, for only like maybe 30 minutes to an hour, if that, really, I wasn't put on bar for another two weeks. I had talked to my supervisor about it. My supervisor was, was, uh, was Thomas. So again, he, he helped me get the job again. Thank you so much, bro. Um, you know, and he was talking to a store manager and the store manager was uh, was basically told him that, you know, he, they kind of want to put me at register for right now for a few more weeks just to kind of get the head, like really, really um, instill um, everything that register has to offer into me. That way I can, um, Learn to take people's orders faster, so I can actually do my job now. I completely understand. I get like I, I get how that helps, but I didn't like how they rarely had me on bar because for these past two months I have only been on bar maybe four times, four or five days. Maybe, okay, um, I'm being. I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, maybe, maybe like six, honestly. The longest I was on for maybe like an hour, an hour and a half. Shortest I was on was maybe like 15, 20 minutes. I was, you know, I was learning from other coworkers and other um, like supervisors to how I'm making the drinks wrong, how I'm not doing this right, how I'm doing that right. And for a lot of people that would feel like very defeating honestly no I welcomed that criticism and I welcomed um the opportunity to learn because (laughs) trust me you don't have to worry about making me feel defeated I'm already doing that myself every drink that I made wrong every person's name that I called out wrong every every order that I took wrong I mean god I was I was nailing into myself calling myself like a failure and shit like that so I mean, like the criticism—they're like, "Hey, you know, you need to be faster." Like, "Hey, uh, this is the procedure." I-, I welcomed it. I may have been annoyed because of how overwhelmed I have felt. I-, I felt like on bar because, like, due to my lack of experience, as much as I think I would have needed, now that two months has gone by, but I mean, I, I still—I I was always open to to learning. So. Yeah, that has pretty much been the uh, like this segment. I, this segment, I really just want to talk about like some of the positives. Uh, and that was like just a, just a big thing. Um, I, I'm trying not to make this too long because I also still want to put in that really needy, dark, and gritty, um, you know, very serious uh, like midsection, which is going to be transferring over here in a few seconds. So, yeah, I have one more positive thing to say, but it's kind of like a surprise. And if I can get to it, I want to try and put that, kind of sneak that, like, in the end. But, uh, yeah, we're going to move to the next section right now. So I was listening to the, the back, then, or I was listening to my playback of that, I guess. And I'm, I'm sorry for all oh, the wind. I, I do like to pace and walk around and... Currently, I am, uh, I'm still at, I guess, my, my work. I'm at the North Storm Mall. I'm just kind of like on the top, like top, top of the, the garage. So you know, I have just a lot of, of room and air to just kind of breathe and then walk around. So if you, if you hear the uh, the wind going in the back, then that is you know due to I me mean, constantly moving. So I apologize for that. I'm also noticing um, my voice is very, very loud. So I'm sorry about that. I'm gonna try and uh, tone it down this time because Now I'm going to start, I'm going to talk about, um, the lows that have happened. Uh, I don't know how to kind of transition into this. Uh, like I said, my, my older viewers and my older listeners, sorry, not viewers, listeners have, you know, they've heard me spiel on about, um, my mental health, how it has varied drastically, you know, some days... Like, like everybody, you know, some days I'll just be so full of life and just ready to put in a hard day's work at my job or just something to keep me fulfilled. And then other days I will want nothing more but to um, to leave this world already and like like I never existed. Uh, and then a portion of me also wanted to kind of sit there with my depression, my pain. And just, just stay in it. It's not a very healthy thing, for sure. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think anybody needs to tell me that. Or I don't think anybody needs to tell you that. But uh, that was, yeah, you know, those have been like my, my fluctuations, I guess, when it comes to my mental health. Um, this is called the lows again. Um, there's no safe way to kind of like put it in this. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, I, I. I really, really contemplated um, suicide. (laughs) Uh, It was something that had been on my mind for, sorry, I'm scratching, Uh, for a little bit now, at at the time that I'm talking about this. And I think aside from one incident that I had freshman year, uh, where I attempted suicide since then, so going on seven years, this was probably the closest, aside again, aside from that uh, incident, the the closest I had gotten to uh, to actually killing myself. Um, yeah, it's uh, I told you it's going to be pretty dark and gritty and a little heavy. <laughs> uh, it, it's embarrassing to um, to bring up the reason why, because I, I just feel so stupid and and weak, you know, but um, I was I was just tired of being alone. Now, I know that in the literal sense. I'm not alone because yes, I I do have friends. I have family members that that care for me and love me and I have I have people in my life that either are trying to reach out to me. I'm just refusing to let them in or I'm just simply ignoring them. But at this point in time, um, you know, with my, my train of thought, just being on simply wanting it all to end, uh, I, I took them for granted. I'm taking all of them for granted. And I really don't care. Uh, but when I mean alone, I mean in terms of like a, like having a partner I know, I know, I know. Like, oh my god. Well, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, I'm not proud of me spiraling down into this just whirlpool of depression, suicidal thoughts, and just wanting my existence to end. But, I mean, I, I just, that's what happened, you know? I, I, I don't, like, there, there's no other way to sugarcoat it, and I don't want to. Um, god, I, I hate myself just for, just for admitting that (laughs) because i I really i really really wanted to do it too um i'm just tired of being alone uh in terms of like a partner i i i'm 21 i don't care how embarrassing this sounds i already hate hate myself for a lot of things anyway so i mean i guess there's no shame in it even though i still feel there's a lot of shame from it you know i've never had a girlfriend the closest thing i had to uh my older viewers have heard me prattle on about it and how much, um, how much luck I have with, uh, <laughs> when, with these different girls and, and women that enter my life, uh, and it's just, in the end, you know, it's just clearly not meant to be, or maybe I, I took some things the wrong way, maybe I did some things wrong that I shouldn't have, uh, for the newer people, I won't prattle on endlessly, uh, but the closest thing I had to was this was this girl that I had in um, or that I met in uh, in college. Um, so things transpired. We got really close, and then due to just how toxic it was, uh, we had to cut it off. I ended up turning into something and somebody that I, I couldn't bear to live without, and I couldn't get out of my head, and I couldn't lose feelings for it for. Um, oh God, was it almost two years? Yeah, again, I'm not proud of it, okay? Like, fuck off. Um, So, yeah, almost two years. It was like a year and a half or something. Um, So, I mean, I had the memories, I guess, of us, like, playing pretty much constantly in my head uh, at different times of the day, of my week, of the month, of the year. And, I mean, I wanted so badly to, to feel that again. Maybe not with that specific person, but just just in general. You know, I wanted somebody to genuinely care for me like that again. And appreciate me. And uh, just kind of... Sounds really corny and stupid. I wanted someone to love me. And I wanted someone to love as well. Um, you know, like I said, in the end, it just wasn't meant to be... Uh, same thing with uh, the other girls that I've talked about on my podcast, um, but I, I don't know what it was, but something clicked um, last month, and I, I honest to God thought I I'd just better off dead, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm, I'm at this point. I'm thinking, well, I'm still fucking up at my job. Uh, my luck with women is no shit, a no-go, I am um, i don't want to do this, I don't want to do what I'm doing alone anymore, I want to have someone interested in me, I want to have somebody to talk to, and again, I have friends that I'm more than grateful to have met, and hopefully if they're still in my life, I want to keep them around for as long as I can before, you know, God decides to either split us up, or, you know, take us both or all of us on on different journeys throughout our lives, 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 l i b e s not f e s. Um, but I I wanted someone for me. You know, I wanted someone to care about me in that romantic and and loving partnership kind of way. I wanted I wanted companionship. And I'm only 21, but I thought if I wasn't getting it, um, I might never. And I know it sounds really, again, it sounds really stupid. I'm very ashamed of letting that be the main thing that caused me to just spiral out of control and go into some really dark, depressive thoughts and almost take my life. But I, I can't. I, I can't. Co- I'm not gonna cover how I feel, you know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to to put a mask or try and try and lie and say like, oh yeah, well the reason was was because of this and this. Like, no, no, I I'm I, I'm not that kind of person. I don't want to do that, and I don't want to portray myself as that. However you see me, however you like what what you see in terms of like my face, my body language, you know, the things that like people tend to pick up on and you know, that's that's me i'm not hiding behind a mask i'm not i'm not putting a, a happy or a strong face on just to kind of get through the day i i i i've either not learned how to do that or i just don't uh maybe it's both probably both but i mean i, I just don't do it um and yeah so with that being said um The first thing I thought of, well, it had been on my mind for about a week's worth. Uh, Yeah, because, yeah, it had been on my mind for about a week. And, I mean, I would just, I'd go to work. I'd have my moments with my coworkers, but then I would come home and I would just sit. I would sit in my thoughts. I would sit with my depression. I would sit with my loneliness. And I wouldn't really want to talk about it. I wouldn't really want to try and get help from it or something i just wanted to sit as as bad and unhealthy as that is i just wanted to really let myself feel every ounce of pain that i could possibly bear to bring on myself and um it eventually turned to thoughts of suicide so I decided to delete my social media because my first thought was, well, okay, um, if I'm going to erase myself, uh, I, I don't want people to to worry about me or come check up on me. And I know a lot of people on social media, both in person and not. So first thing to do would be to cut ties there. So I deleted like my, my, my Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Facebook. I know I'm a mom for even using that. Uh, just any way that like people could get a hold of me if they didn't have like my number or anything similar or close to it. And then, um, as the days went by, it was still kind of the same thing. I'd go to bed, I'd put on my sad music, (laughs) as stupid and childish as it is, or I feel like it is. Um, no, pitiful is the right word. Yeah. Uh, I put in my sad music and I would just, I had no more tears left to cry because like I felt lonely for for years now but like I've never I never let it get this bad um, and I would just stare at the ceiling for hours listening to my music sometimes with my headphones my mom was trying to, to talk to me and I just didn't want to hear her um, I just didn't want to hear her I, I wanted to drown the world out and just focus on my pain and my pain alone it's it's very unhealthy. I I, I definitely wouldn't recommend it. Um, if you are feeling that way, please 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 talk to somebody. Um, please, because we are all we're all here for a purpose, and we are all more valuable to those around us than we really seem to understand and, conce- and uh, conceive and oh, conceive. No, perceive. There we go. That's the right word um so yeah after a few days of doing that um i would also i'd i get out of my job um around like 8:30, 30 9 o'clock like 8 30 ish sometimes 10 depending on the day um and i i take the bus to, to get to and fro so or on days like that and i was in shorts i would walk home uh from my place to my work the, the north star mall it's maybe like an hour and a half so i don't see that as that big of an issue but i mean obviously a lot of people are like holy shit that's a, that's like a long walk but for me i'm like it's oh, all right uh, but if i did take the bus um the pat like the few days that i, I did like the f- i guess for the week i guess yeah for the week that i felt like that Almost every day, pretty much after work, I would stop by um, the highway. Cause uh, to give you a little, I guess like mental image. So if you were, if I were to, ex- if you were to exit my store, like close the door and everything, take a left, and those are the front doors to like one specific entrance of the mall. So you go out there, and then there's a parking lot for two restaurants that um, my start my store is like kind of sandwiched in between. And then past that um, parking lot is like the connection to the highway, as well as like down the street, as well as just like an entrance to this little, like it's, it's one of the various entrances um, or one of the multiple entrances, I should say, to, to the mall. And I would, there is a, a sidewalk path that leads um, from there to uh, all the way to the, the transit center where I would, you know, I'd walk there and I'd wait for my bus. Uh There were, I mean, almost every day I would just kind of stop by um, the moving traffic. I would stop in the middle of the sidewalk and just think, why don't I just keep going? I mean, I'm already facing traffic. I, I, I can't muster the courage or the stupidity, whatever verb I wanted to use. Um to, to say that I couldn't, I just couldn't move my feet. Whatever was holding me back. I just, I couldn't move my feet, but God, I, I just wanted to jump. If my body ragdolls, but I die, so be it. I don't care how many people I'm leaving behind. I don't care about the new connections that I've already formed with people here. in a new job. I don't care about... My family. I don't care about the friends that I have, the the community that I've I started to build um, with my online friends. Uh, I talk about that in my um, my previous episode uh, for the new people, or for people who just need like a, a recap. So yeah, I wasn't even part of that anymore. I uh, I left that big giant group chat. I had like almost 20 people in there, uh, a lot of good friends that I've made over the past few months during unemployment. I left the chat and I was just—I wasn't responding to anybody. I was—I was just ready to disappear. I was just going to be another number, another another teen lost to suicide, and whatever comes after existing, uh, I guess I'd be—I guess I'd finally know. Um, so I talked to my boss about it at work and at my work they take it very seriously because unfortunately they had another partner of theirs i'm not gonna say the name because i mean i barely knew them and it's not my place to say but um they they had unfortunately decided to leave this world early by their own account and it devastated the entire store um it was a very rough rough time that they went through for the the partner's family for the partners themselves for everybody who knew this uh the person for the manager um uh, even the the surrounding stores in the mall who had grown to to know and love this person I and mean, they, they they also wept tears and they they felt their hearts being broken um at his passing so it was it was a lot so i mean when, when i when i said that I I just don't want to do this anymore. I just don't want to live anymore. And I I told him how I had been feeling, the way I'd been feeling, and just um, wanting to walk into traffic. It it wasn't a joke to them, and I I had no no smile on my face or any intention to to create this just for attention. No, I was was being legitimate in in my claim. So uh, my manager did the best that he could to uh, give me some online resources to uh, you know, to try and help with that and just, again, reassured me that, you know, I'm here for a reason and I would be dearly missed if I were to go. And I don't know what it was, but just hearing him say that made me break down at work. <laughs> I, mean, he, I guess I just needed just a little bit of reassurance to... Keep going, because I didn't really care about anybody else that I would leave behind. I didn't care how many hearts I would shatter in the process. I I just wanted to go. I, I was tired of waiting around to see what ne- like what else is ha- like what else is in store for me. I was done. Um, my online friends. They eventually got a hold of me, and I got reinstated like into into that group. Uh, the biggest thing that happened though was, and I'm I'm so sorry, mom. I'm so sorry. Um, I I fell asleep um, again listening to my music. It was I fell asleep like maybe two in the morning. Uh, the next morning, it's like four o'clock five maybe six in the morning and my mom burst into my room I mean like almost broke the fucking door down tears running down her face and she's in a walker so she or like she uses a walker because for bad mobility so I mean she she has her cane and she is she's struggling to to, to just kind of move around but she she hauled ass into my room I mean the first thing I do is I wake up and I see my mom just so distraught I was I was so scared I was confused I was I was worried I I, I was half asleep I didn't know what was going on I didn't know what to process what to think she just ran into my arms and just said please don't go God uh, I've lived my life if there is anything that you can do to keep him here even if it's take mine like just just take me instead please, please, I don't want to lose him. He's the only family that I have left. I had no words. One, I I couldn't really process everything that happened because I was half asleep and all the other emotions just kind of mixed in there. And I've never seen my mom so, so terrified and distraught. (laughs) <laughs> I, I just kind of, I held her and I just kind of patted her on the back, like, you know, like the, everything's gonna be okay. And right after she left, that sent me spiraling even further. I was no longer worried about suicide. I was, I was scared, so scared of death. It, it's an eventuality that we all have to face at some point in our lives when God calls us home. But I, I couldn't get past it. I, everything started clicking. I started realizing what suicide meant. I started realizing that that would mean I would no longer be here. I started realizing that um, whatever whatever comes after this, whether it is heaven or hell or something different, I believe it, it, it's heaven or hell. I would meet God face to face and I would, I would stand there and I would take his judgment. And then whatever happens next, whatever, that is still undecided yet for me. At least to me, I would I would get those answers that I have been looking for. And and since the incident uh, where I first attempted suicide when I was fourteen, I mean I've I've had a huge irrational fear of death. It comes and goes in certain spikes. Um, it's it's not that uncommon, I guess, or that weird of a of a fear, you know? Because like, I mean, who aside from the people who are are suicidal like in 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 the grand scheme of things who who's really like okay with dying that's that's kind of a scary thought for a lot of people that, that don't believe in a deity or an afterlife um they truly believe that once our timer's up that's it we just we cease to exist and that's that's a scary thought so i mean i'm christian i believe that I believe in God, I believe that there is an afterlife. And I was so ready to to meet that afterlife head on. I'm, I'm only 21, and I was ready to just throw it all away. Whatever other new chapters of my life that God had yet to open for me, all the different doors that were just waiting for me to step through. The family I'm I'm hoping to have. Maybe the family that God would give me in due time. Perfect loving partner. Kid or kids. Watching them grow up and and have their kids. Before I could hopefully die at a. This comfortable age. Well in my. In my senior years just. Truly. Truly tired. and Having lived a fulfilling, wholesome life, or a whole life, I should say, I was ready to to give up on that opportunity entirely. Um, After that episode with my mom and me having a panic attack, thinking about my own death, um, I, I prayed. I was like, God, I... I can't sleep, I, I can't breathe. I feel like my heart's about to give out. Please, please, I know you're bigger than this. I know you're bigger than this. I know you're bigger than my irrational fear and my depression, everything that I'm, I'm going through right now. I know you're bigger than this. Please, please help me. Please calm me down. Um, later that morning, um, I did calm down, I I talked, I was more vocal, and I talked to my friends about what had happened, especially the online ones that I had made, it was the good friends within that community, and it was okay from then on, I guess. I felt really bad, because I know that my, my feelings were genuine, but I feel like maybe some people might have portrayed that, or they would portray that, or perceive that, I should say, as as a sign of attention, just kind of and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't believe it was because I, I know damn well how ready I was to to kill myself and how scared I was of the eventuality of death. So I mean, I, I don't one hundred percent confirm they were not um, they were not signed like they're not just cries for attention. Um, but, yeah, I went through that, um, I got, I guess you could say I got the help that I needed. Uh, I had, I had a better look, outlook on life, or not, not really a better outlook. I'll talk about what I'm trying to say in the next segment, because if I were to keep going, it's to take forever. But, um. Yeah, that was this segment. I told you it was going to get dark and heavy, um, but I wasn't going to lie or fabricate anything, and I'm not going to edit any of this because this is—I want this to be as genuine and real as it's intended to be. So now we're going to go into the last segment. So it's, it's going on um, about like an hour that I've uh, been recording this. Um, yeah, I think I've gotten the majority of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, this last segment will kind of just be like the ending. Um, coming back, or like, I guess, bouncing forward, or moving forward from that segment and that little just that low time even for just a week how uh how bad i felt um my mom decided that you know maybe it was it was kind of time to get a dog so after 11 or 12 years we uh, we went to the shelter we went to the, the humane society and we, we initially we picked one uh who seemed very calm and uh yeah he, he was calm and and domestic it fine but as soon as we noticed as soon as he came into contact with other dogs or just any other animal in general he went fucking ballistic and i was telling the person at the, the shelter i was like yeah uh it's just my mom and i but we live in a complex for our apartments so that's that's not gonna work uh, we eventually decided to take a uh another dog with us, um, her name is Lovey. She is a uh, three-year-old retriever German Shepherd mix, and uh, sorry, I, I couldn't say no to uh, to her eyes. They were they were so sad, and they were just pleading for like somebody to to take her home and make her feel better. So um, we decided to go with her. So we, we, we we found out um, from, like, the information on in her paper and everything that um, she is heartworm positive. So, um, and this was maybe, well, this Sunday will be two weeks. So if that gives you any kind of, yeah, like, not this past Sunday, but this coming Sunday, upcoming Sunday, whatever. Again, I'm this is, uh, it, it's Tuesday, September 9th at uh i don't know sorry september 7th uh at the time that i'm recording this so yeah that is oh, I, don't, I don't want to do math right now um yeah i've only had her for maybe about like a week and a half now um we had to go to the uh, vca which is kind of just like an animal hospital to once again get her tested even though we already know she has heartworms um she'd only been in the shelter for two days prior to us selecting her and taking her home with us. Um, so, and she had, she had given birth. So obviously, you know, the, the mother and the, the litter cannot really stay in the shelter together. Or at least they, I, yeah, I'm assuming. Cause I mean, they were, they were not there at the shelter with her. They were nowhere to be found. That was probably another reason why she looked very sad in her little, like cell, I guess. I don't know what to call it room, what, space, whatever. Um, so she got spayed, which is kind of, it's the female version for neutered as well. Um, she had just gone through the surgery right before or like the day of that she got administered to the, uh, to the shelter. She had also taken, she had been given so many fucking vaccinations. Like, holy shit. The paperwork was like, like three pages long of just a list of all the vaccinations that either, like, went through that one day or, like, the next day or the day before, like, as she was getting transferred to the, um, to the shelter. It was, it was absolutely fucking insane. Um, and so, again, we know she has heartworms, and we're still going through with it. Um, for those that don't know, heartworms, uh, the reason why it's so bad in dogs is because if their heart gets too excited, it, uh, it can explode, or implode, I guess would be the proper word, you know, in in their bodies. So I mean, I that would that would kill them. <laughs> so we've been taking things very like we've been very cautious um with Lovey. You know, we uh, we don't run with her. Uh, we try to keep her very calm. If she wants to play, she'll like get on my bed um, and like you know she'll like she'll like like bite my hand or something. I'm like I'll, I'll kind of like you know, like, like smack her face around a little bit, you know, just like playfully. But you know, after a while, I just kind of stop and then she kind of gets the memo. She just kind of lays there. She's, uh, she's alternated between sleeping with, uh, with, with me on, on my bed and then sleeping uh, on my mom's bed. Uh, a lot of the time, she'll also go to uh, the couch as well. I have to give her a certain uh, medication at the right time for a certain amount of days. And then um, within like maybe six months from now, uh, once all the procedures are done uh, like vaccinate like future um, shots as well as medication she will be heartworm free and then it's just the matter of taking like the six month thing that every dog takes to prevent heartworms only it's more important for her so that she doesn't get them again um, safe to say that was a very good very good uh, call On my mom's part uh she's definitely she's definitely helped me you know get through that like after that time after that low point and you know it's given me something else to focus on um after the whole suicidal thing um i started becoming very scared of death and i portrayed it as something to fear instead of to look forward to when the time is right or to not worry about it, or to not think about, you know, like how a lot of people, um, go throughout the rest of their days. I mean, it's, to me, it's, it's still a very scary thing, but, um, as of the day that I've recorded this, I'm, I'm talking about it and I'm not flying into a fucking panic. I'm not questioning my very existence or what it all means. I'm becoming more and more comfortable with the the fact that I will leave this world one day, and it I don't want it to be on my own terms. I don't want to take my life. I don't want it to like I I don't I don't want to cause um, any more people um, that kind of suffering. I don't want to break that many hearts because I, I don't know who all would would miss me. It's not something that I really want to think about. Uh, I do know that I am loved by quite a few people. So I I wouldn't want to just... just, uh, destroy that little part of them. I don't want to sound narcissistic, but I know I'm important to people in certain cases. And I feel like it, 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 it would take a while, or they would never heal from, from that kind of thing, and I'm not saying, oh, yeah, because I'm so great, but, to like, you know, j- just in general, you know, like, when, when you lose a loved one to either suicide or a friend you know, or just, uh, you know, like, a loved one passes away just to, to normal circumstances, you know, it, it, it's always, like, the possibility of, like, oh, well, you could recover from it, and you could heal from it, or it could just leave a gaping hole in your heart for the rest of your life, you know, so, um, I, wouldn't, I don't want to think about um, how many people would be left feeling that way. And then as well, um, I genuinely enjoy helping people. I enjoy talking to people. If they need somebody to talk to, 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 to vent, to, to listen to whatever it is they have to say, or for advice or something, I, I genuinely enjoy giving people like advice or, or hearing people out, letting them know that they're not alone. Um, in this world because you know, there's there's 7 billion people including you and myself and your your family and your friends and my family and friends you know, the list goes on and on it, it's it's not hard to feel very insignificant uh, due to just how many other like how, how much how much is going on right now i mean we're still in the middle of covid i don't know what's going on with the country anymore like we swat from like what looks like one bad president to another bad president and maybe it's just getting worse maybe it's getting better i try to stay out of politics i don't know i feel like it's all going to shit nonetheless and my vote wouldn't have mattered anyway so i didn't bother casting it <laughs> um you know, with a lot going on in this world and just how many other people there are it's it's not hard to feel like you don't matter like we don't matter and that's just not the case. It may not matter to some people. And for those people that, like, they don't care about you, I mean, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do. I mean, the best you could do is pray that God opens their hearts, I guess, to let love in. <laughs> but, um, I mean, your family and your friends, the ones that really know you and have cherished every moment being with you, whether you piss them off and regret sometimes being friends with you or you have some of the best moments with. I mean, you're memorable to them in more ways than one. And I don't think they want to exist in a reality where you're not part of it anymore. Especially due to something that most likely they will blame themselves for, for God knows how many years. I mean, they'd probably say things like, you know, I was, you know, like, I was their best friend, they never told me, I was their daughter, Then, like, I, I was their, I was, like, I was their mom, they never told me, you know, it's, it's, people go through, like, that kind of thing all the time, and not everybody wears it as, um, and not everybody wears it just in general some people like to bury it and hide it so that other people don't worry about them or because they've got other shit to deal with i don't want to do that i don't like to do that Uh, but you know not everybody is like me and if you are going through that right now and you do feel insignificant and alone please please I, i cannot urge you any anymore reach out talk to somebody even if it's to a stranger or a customer at work just just events just to to get it out somebody can hear you somebody will hear you you just have to be the one to open up you know like silence falls on deaf ears yeah or maybe that's not the saying i don't know um but yeah please please make your Your problems. Bring them. Bring them to the light. Bring them to light I should say. Don't bury them. Don't hide them. Because your presence. Now. In this world. Right where you are. Whether you're standing. Or sitting. Or sleeping. Whatever. It's important. To somebody. And the thought of that person. Losing you at that point it just becomes a matter of whether you really want to bring that pain upon them or not um yeah i I did kind of tend to ramble for this last segment i apologize like i said i I just really wanted to to get that out just that that message of, of hope that there there is going to be a better day And there is going to be a time where you won't feel this way anymore. This too shall pass, very common saying amongst everybody. Please, please don't go through with it if you're contemplating it or suggesting it. Please. You matter to more people than you care to realize. And it would be shameful and selfish to cause that pain onto other people. Instead of just opening up and letting them help you. Opening up and letting people see what you're going through. To break the mask, break the facade and reveal yourself. okay um that'll conclude today's tonight's episode yesterday's episode whatever whenever you listen to it whatever I'm just trying to be stupid and be funny uh, random noises and things ah uh, yeah it was it was a lot to talk about um, I got heavy I got serious and then um, I hope I, I left people with with a message um, I'm just trying to convey that they're not alone and that whatever it is that they're going through, please, 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 please talk about it. Make people aware of it. It's it's embarrassing, sir, sure, for a lot of us to let people know that we need help. But I mean, I, I think we'd all rather be embarrassed than regret this once-in-a-lifetime decision that we cannot recover from. There is no going back and fixing this. This is gonna like that would be a mistake that. You can't do anything about. You made your choice. You either live with... Or not live, I guess you... Like, that's it. I, I don't know how else to describe it. And then you... You close yourself off to so much... That God has in store for you. Or if you don't believe in God, that life... Has in store for you. The experiences... <laughs> the... Uh, The love, the heartbreak, all of it in in, its beautiful chaos is life. We we take the good and the bad with it and we we just move. It's up to us whether that means forward or backwards. Nevertheless, we're constantly in motion. Until we stop. But if we're to stop... It's either because God calls us home, or again, if you don't believe in God, then it's simply your time. Not because you moved yourself so far backward, you got stuck. Don't let that be the reason why. Reach out, pursue, and live. Thank you so much for everybody listening. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day, a good night, morning, afternoon, whatever. Please, please keep moving. I pray over all of you that you stay safe during these times that are coming, times that we're facing with now. In the name of Jesus Christ, God bless you.